podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Cop Eye Podcast. It is another episode, another different type of show, I guess, where we're going to discuss the transfer window. I mean, this might seem a little bit late, I guess, but I just thought with what with the um, sky peddling the Mo Salah shit to Saudi, which I think we knew wouldn't, wasn't going to happen. We were well, we were hoping it weren't going to happen, and it didn't happen. So I thought it'd be a good way to. I guess talk about the window as a whole and what Liverpool have what Liverpool have done in in and out. Um, we've probably covered quite a bit of this in the other shows, but I thought it'd just be good to have like a rating system, I guess, and go through some of the players and bits that we've seen so far. So um, yeah, before we get into it all, as always, I'm joined by Christian. And Christian, how are you doing? Good. It's Friday, so can't complain. And I'm I'm not a fan of you know the transfer window in its whole thing. You know, with all the rumors and shit going on on you know online talking about this and that and rumors and stuff, because I think it's too much. But I like this kind of chat when now it's closed and now we can move on. But then we can actually look at the players who went out, the players who came in, what's changed, what can we expect, and all that. So I like this kind of thing because it's a conversation about what we. Now can look forward to see and hopefully how players that come in can you know help to develop teams. So this this is really interesting. Yeah, and we were gonna. I mean, it's just too exciting to get straight stuck into the the good stuff like Sabah's Lion and talking about how good he is. But let's just quickly go through what Liverpool have done in terms of departures because I mean we've said it before like the amount of we knew we were lose, losing Firmino Milner. Um, Cater and Oxley Chamberlain, we we knew that, but to then lose your your captain as well and and your you starting six and um it, it it's been kind of a mad window to be fair. I don't think anyone could have ever predicted this and the way Liverpool have responded to that, which we'll get into, into shortly, has been tremendous. Really, when you when you look at it as a whole. So just in terms of what Liverpool have done, I'll just read them all out. What Liverpool have I guess got rid of Fabinho has gone for forty point two million. Al Etihad, same to um, Jordan Henderson. He's gone to Al Etifak for twelve million. For me, now obviously free transfer, cater free transfer to Vader Bremen, um, Oxley Chamberlain, end of contract. Has, he's gone to Besiktas. James Milner, of course, went to Brighton on a free transfer. Arthur Mello has gone back to the Juve after his very very successful loan deal. Um, and yeah, yeah, Carvalho. Um, gone out on loan to Leipzig, Calvin Ramsey out on loan to Preston, Reese Williams out on loan to Aberdeen, and Sepp Vandenberg out on loan to Mainz. So there's, I mean, quite a few players there that we can we can discuss. I mean, we've probably covered all of the, the midfield stuff because that's been one of the main, I guess, topics of 
what what are Liverpool going to do? And it's kind of encapsulates the most of our shows where we're wondering what Liverpool are going to do, or how what we're going to sign, how we're going to react, who's gonna, who we're going to bring in. I think the interesting one that you mentioned before we started recording was Carvalho. I think that was one that came in with a lot of promise and a lot of a lot of hype, I guess. Um, and it's it doesn't seem like it's quite worked out. I mean, there's that goal against Newcastle where it was just absolutely it went off. It was just an amazing, amazing moment. But that that's one that I guess the more you look at it, you're thinking, is it just like is that a the beginning of the end that loan because I think in, in I guess any other player the way that you you read stuff in the media and stuff you'd be like that's it like Ramsey for example you think that's a reason for him to go and get more games but I think Carvalho with the stuff that we're hearing in the media and maybe a few, maybe potentially reportedly a few tensions between him and Klopp and what, whatever is that like a way to just get maybe not kick him out but just get, give him an opportunity to go and get minutes with the option of then selling them and maybe trying to get your money back. It's, it's become a bit of a weird one, that one, hasn't the Carvalho one? Yeah, it is a weird one. And, you know, when he came in, uh, being the prospect from Fulham that it was, and, you know, I was happy with the signing because I like when we get, like, quite cheap signings and showing loads of potential. Uh, and he had a few games where he was good and obviously a few games where he looked like, uh, you know, he looked young, if you, if you, if you like. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Liverpool is very... Is, is you know famous for giving talents time and chances to pro- you know prove themselves. Um, when he went on loan, I thought we should have you know given him more time to maybe get into. The, I wouldn't say get into the team, but you know to just get to know to play for Liverpool a bit more. Just you know make sure that he's get better physicality and all that kind of stuff that needs to be you know you you need to have it if you play in the Premier League, uh, but. Then he went on a loan to Leipzig and I thought, you know, well, that's good. He goes to uh, Bundesliga and hopefully he can get some minutes, you know, and uh, develop in a good team with, you know, great players. But at the moment, it doesn't look like he actually get minutes in Leipzig. So maybe it doesn't have that height, you know, uh, at, as everyone was saying. And obviously playing in the championship is a... You know, it's a big step to the Premier League in terms of quality. And, you know, that's the thing. Um, so let's see what happens. But it's a weird one. And I got the feeling now, I, c- I could be wrong, but, you know, I get the feeling that, you know, it's the way for him to maybe be sold further down the line and we get the money back and he can restart his career somewhere. It's a sad one if that happens. But, you know, let's judge it later on and see what happens. It might be that he comes back and we'll see. Yeah, I think that's one of them. Like, it could, it could go either way, but I think just from what we're kind of seeing media-wise, I mean, which you, I guess you can't always trust. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with Carvalho. I think I think Ramsey's an interesting one as well because came in again a lot of hype and played a few minutes here and there. Look, I like the look of what I was seeing from him in, in the in the bits that that I did, but that one injuries and stuff, and I guess if he if he has a a good season. I think he's. I don't know if he's currently injured or he was injured recently, but it's the injuries he needs to to cut out. Obviously, the the growing pains and whatever. As you're a young kid, it happens and, and stuff. But I think with Preston, hopefully, he can go and go and have a, a good season there, and then come back and I guess fight for for a position because that, that that's the reason we buy these kids. We've done it with loads of other players, like you see, Klopp mentioned and pathways and whatever for kids and Calvin Ramsey fits that. 
bracket of signing young British talent at a an age where you can get them in and go, right, this is how we do things here. Adapt and see how you get on. You've got the quality and then we can just kind of see from there. But hopefully you can I guess it's just one of them like he's got injuries as a as a as a young as a young player, which is always difficult. We've had it obviously with Kate Gordon as well, recently coming back from like nineteen months out. Um, I mean, thankfully, it's not nothing that's that bad for for Ramsey. But I think hopefully, it's one of them. Like we have to go through this, I guess, difficult period for him when his injuries and he's trying to, I guess, adapt to his own body as as it's growing. But then hopefully, he can go on to do good things for us in the future. Because you've got you've got to have, you've got to be optimistic about these type of players because we we are we do tend to do well when we sign players like that. Yeah, they are signed because, you know, uh, the scouting staff and Klopp and everyone else have seen, you know, great potential in them where they played before. They're not just signed because obviously there's a, there's always a today, which is a little bit sad. It's always, a, you know, they look at it that someone, if, if it doesn't turn out the way they want to, it, they can always sell on with, you know, profit. I don't, I don't really sometimes like that because it's a bit of, you know, for big clubs just to, buy all the prospects and if it doesn't turn out the way they want to they can still sell them for loads of money and you know balance the books that way and stuff it's just the way it is but it's a little bit unfair on players obviously as well but when it comes to Ramsey when he was signed I thought you know there's someone who can actually you know uh, push Trent under right back position um, obviously as well coming in and play that position if Trent goes up in midfield and all that kind of stuff it's hard when it comes to injuries that just comes at that age because we can look back on players like Michael Owen and Steven Gerrard, you know, when they broke through really young and then had injuries in the early, like 19, 20, 21, 22. I know, you know, Gerrard was out sometimes with back problems and, you know, they, they, they got over it. Maybe, you know, Michael Owen, obviously with his injury, didn't get over it in the same kind of way, but it's just a little bit concerning when they get these types of injuries, you know, coming after each other all the time at this age, because you feel like they are stopped and halted in their way of develop. So, but like you said, we just have to hope that he comes over it because his body is growing and that he gets the time to play for Preston and can develop that way and come back and we can see and judge him when he's back and what happens after that. But you feel with players who have the problems early on in their careers because they are great talents but you never know if they're going to make it because injuries comes in to do, you know, ruin it if you like Yeah I think like I mentioned the Kate Gordon one when he's out for nearly two years I mean that's just a heartbreaking one because he was playing semi-finals for, for Liverpool surprisingly for starting games against Arsenal and you're like wow and he's obviously got the talent hopefully it Looked really good he did. Fingers yeah. crossed. He can. I mean, it's going to be a difficult road back for him to get to the level he was, but hopefully he's got enough quality. And I mean, it's. I mean, being off that long as a, I, I, I guess even in your prime, twenty seven, twenty eight would be hard. But doing it as a kid, it's, it's just absolutely heartbreaking for him. Um, so yeah, in terms of like outgoings, then so like I said, Fabinho Henderson, Firmino, Keita, Oxane Chamberlain, and Milner. I guess we lost six. First teamers, Mello, Ramsey, Carvalho, Williams, Vandenberg, I guess, are the, were more outliers in terms of playing here and there. So how would you how would you rate that outgoings as a out of ten then, I guess? 
<laughs> well, you know, you look at it like you mentioned before. Uh, we knew that Firmino, Keita, Oxford Chamberlain was going to leave. Then we found out, you know, Milner's going to leave, even though, you know, Klopp probably wanted him to stay for another year in terms of his professionalism and what he brings to the team in the in the changing room and, you know, on the training pitch and all that that we already talked about, which I would have liked still. Uh, you know, you can, you can argue if you agree or disagree with that, but I like Milner as a player and as a person. Uh, it's just someone that you could look up to if you were a young kid, you know, uh, and see what he does. Uh, but then when you get like the, the bomb, if you like, that Fabinho and Henderson, your captain and your number six, that obviously had a bad season last season, like many others, but then actually move on uh, just like that. And we lose two midfielders and you think like, okay, we need to replace, you know, legs and bodies here because midfield is probably the most vital part of the team in terms of where you control a game, where you build your play, uh, where you, uh, you know, defensively get, you know, positioned as, as well to, you know, cover your defensive line all that. So like I've mentioned before, if you control a midfield in a game in the majority of the time, you usually come out uh, winning a game. Um, but, you know, in, if, if I rate it, you know, go outgoings, I was a little bit concerned, you know, when they, when Fabinho and Henderson left and we didn't know what was going to, you know, go on straight away. But I felt like we need to do something here. So I, I wouldn't, you know, we knew somewhere we're going to leave. So I, I don't know what I'm in terms of rating, but I was a little bit concerned there and then because we knew from last season what was going on you know we need to maybe replacements already then and now we actually lose more you know starters if you like so before people came in i felt like this is a this is a bad situation in terms of what we saw last season well the summer before last season yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I missed one off there as well. I've just I've just remembered Nat Phillips has gone to Celtic on loan as well. Good, good old, good old Nat oh, Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so, out, did, did you say out of ten? Then out of ten, eight, nine, seven, six, five. I didn't say anything. I just I, I didn't say a number. I just felt you know. On, a bit concerned. We need, yeah. We need, we need a number, lad. Come on, we need a number. Pick a number. <laughs> it's hard when it comes to outgoing because I don't rate it as oh great. Obviously, I, I guess it's it's you've got to just think because this is why we've done outgoings first based on what Liverpool have done and reacted to. Um, players leaving, obviously, it's players you don't want didn't want to leave. Most of them, um, I guess, fifty percent of them. Well, you didn't but, think they were going to leave. Oh, you didn't think they were going to leave, so <laughs> yeah. it's 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 surprising, but. Um, so I, I think for me, I'll give you, I'll, I'll go first then, shall I? Um, I think if you factor in what Liverpool have done, reacted to, I think Liverpool could have done with another centre back. I would say, I would say like Cater leaving, we all knew that was going to happen. For me, no, we didn't want it to happen, but I guess getting older, Oxley Chamberlain always injured. I think moving on the right players, Henderson, Fabinho, like players that last season we were moaning about them every single week saying, what are they doing? Like they're getting kept out the side by Pachetta. Just this is ridiculous. I think it's a good, it's a good seven, a good seven, sort of seven point five out of ten. Considering we've moved on a lot, a lot of young, a lot of older players, I should say, and we've brought in younger, fresher, hungrier players who are who are willing to, I guess, willing to, and also the bodies are able to do it. I think some of the players we've, we've let go of players who wanted to do. The, the dirty work, but couldn't do it anymore because they've, they've been doing it for so long. So I think 
I think yeah. a seven out of ten. I think is a. I think is a fair. As their overall some, rating, some, some some people might say ten because they they hate the Rams. Some of the players we've got rid of, like Henderson, and obviously <laughs> online Fabinho, people hate them. Um, yes, yeah, I guess seven out of ten weird. in terms of how effective we've been at moving players on that were maybe not doing the the job that they, that they needed to be doing. Yeah, if I react on when people went out and we didn't know who was going to come in, you know, and who we knew was going to leave before that, I would probably say, you know, it's a three out of 10. But then on their reaction out of, you know, yeah, what we've yeah. done after, then I'm probably more to eight of 10. You know what I mean? So then we yeah. know what actually happened. And obviously we got, you know, we would talk about and so Sly and McCarthy coming in very quick. And it started off really well, and we thought, come on, this is great. But then it halted a bit, and we were waiting and waiting, and nothing really happened. But then things happened again. So as an overall transfer window and what we've done in terms of actually replacing a whole midfield, I would say it's 8 out of 10. I would have liked another centre-back. But, you know, I'm also one that are very happy that the club actually managed to to be honest, actually replace a whole midfield with new players, younger mm. players, hungry players, uh, quality players. And it's very good to do that in one transfer window if you look at it. So 8 yeah. out of 10 f- for me. Uh, if we could have had another centre-back, I would have probably landed on a 9 or a 10 out of 10. But 8, I'll give it an 8 as an overall rating. Yes, yeah, so that's 8. 8 for the parches. I mean, you can give something different or more for the for the incomings. But I guess you've got like we've done it this way around. We could have done it the other way around and done incomings and then outgoings. But I think if you I guess it's different scores based on doing it if you do it this way around, because we're doing outgoings outgoings first and then you've got to do one score for just outgoings and one score for yeah, based on but... the incomings. So yeah, I think I think seven or eight. But we can we can get stuck into the the incomings now, which is uh, as we know, uh is a came in for 60 mil, we've got McAllister for 35, an absolute steal for both of them. Ridiculous amount of ridiculously cheap, I guess, in the current market where players are playing one season in the league and they're going for 50 mil. It's just hilarious uh, that Liverpool are still managing to get really good deals with where whilst everywhere else is on fire and Liverpool are just chilling, going, Don't worry, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll try and spend as, as much as we can within. And not get ripped off, basically. Um, yeah, and we added to that, of course, uh, Endo from Stuttgart, seventeen million. Um, after the whole Lavia and Caicedo debacle, where everyone was losing their minds online and stuff, and then mm-hmm. Liverpool were like, "Oh, we're not signing them, but we are going to sign Endo, who most people online wouldn't have wouldn't have heard of." I mean, I haven't seen much of him, and. We still haven't seen much of them, so it's, I guess it's still a bit of an unknown, unknown quantity. But for seventeen million in the current market for an experienced player is decent. And then of course we we topped it off nicely with Ryan Gravenberch from from Bayern for thirty four mil um, on deadline day. So yeah, I mean, like we've just been saying, midfield re- rebuild. <laughs> it's I mean, I don't know if you saw the the clip from Mark Goldbridge. I mean. I don't usually use Mark Goldbridge as a benchmark to um, just to say how how um, he, he put it so eloquently. Eloquently, he's usually a, a person that you, I guess you laugh at when when United are doing horrifically, which is all the time, thankfully now. <laughs> um, but he kind of said it quite well. He was like, "Liverpool have done amazing business, and it's kind of they're still doing well. A complete midfield rebuild, ten points out of twelve. 
Um, and it's kind of, I don't think it's gone under the radar. I think we're all really, obviously we're all very happy. But I think in terms of what most people were expecting from Liverpool, that's the, the further the transfer window went on and we were losing players. And we, I guess in that period you just mentioned where we signed the Bosley and McAllister and nothing happened. I guess if you'd ask most rival fans at that point, where Liverpool going to finish, they'd be like fifth, sixth, etc. Um but the more business we've done, and obviously Zabal's line, McAllister coming in and being instant hits and having instant impact straight away, that of course helps as well. If they would have came in and I guess had a bit more of a difficult period, you could say, oh, is that a bit of a risk, etc. Um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts then on, on, on those four? Well, McAllister, you know, it, it was rumoured that we were interested in very early. Um, so I was looking at thinking of, you know, having a, Quite young player, I think he's 24, you know, World Cup winner, played in the Premier League for a couple of seasons, done it really, really great in his positions where he played in the midfield for Brighton. I thought, you know, it's a clever move, uh, especially when it was reported about what he does cost before the add-ons, you know, what that's been reported, depending on where we end in the league or if we win in anything or how many games or whatever it is. I think, you know, like you said, it's a proper steal uh, for the quality and he's proven himself. So I was very excited about that one. And then, you know, it's been reported about, you know, Liverpool maybe being interested in Mason Mount. Uh, instead, from nowhere, Dominic Soboslice pops up and, you know, he's he's been brought in very quickly. Uh, and even if I've seen him in the Champions League and I've seen him in some Bundesliga games or highlights... You know, you could tell that he's got great talents and great qualities, but it's hard to judge a player just because he's a hot prospect in a, you know, as a young footballer playing in Bundesliga, there's many of them probably showing great skills. But then when we bought him, I thought, you know, well, this is this is interesting, but we see what Klopp can do with a player like that. And you might take a little bit of time, but the way he started his career with us is just like, let's go then, <laughs> you know, because now he's just a, you know, in everyone's eyes, it's just a, I know it's only a couple of games, but it, you know, in our eyes and many others, they'd be like, fucking hell, they bought a player there. And we'd be like, yes, we got a superstar on our hands here. So I'm very happy with them too. Uh, firstly, um, I don't know what about you when they were bought in, because obviously, like we said, there was a gap between the others from them to the other signings. But when we bought them, I was like, really pleased, but I felt obviously we need, we need more, but we got two young quality players on our hands here, even though then we didn't know what was going to come from Zubaslai. Yeah, I think 95 million, like an initial fees. I think, yeah, I think it's it's difficult to judge it. At the, I guess you're thinking at the time, like he's obviously a very good player. Otherwise, Liverpool aren't, we're not allowed to, um, we're not fortunate enough to be like, oh, if, the, if we can sign this fella for 60 mil, if it doesn't work out, we'll just get rid of him. And even if we make a 10 mil loss, we can buy someone else. We, we can't We can't do that, unfortunately. Liverpool have to, have to hit the bullseye pretty much every time. And just from the very short amount of time we've seen from Zabozlai and even McAllister, who's playing in like a, I guess, even deeper position as, as, a, as a six and being very tidy, I think, from both of them. They've just gave us more control. They've gave us more control yeah. in the field than we said last Last year, every single fucking week, Liverpool are getting overrun. We've got no one in there who's going to just put the foot on the ball and go, right, It's our, we've got the ball and I'm going to keep it. We, we didn't yeah, have anyone. Yeah. Like, we'd have people just smashing it upfield and not, not pa- 
just passing into areas where you think, why are you passing it there? There's too many people there. Go, go, keep it safe. Or I guess when you're in a moment like that as well, when you're not playing well, Liverpool were just making all the wrong decisions. And now we've got players like Zabov, like who's coming, just a silky engine. Just like, just like, I run out of words to describe the fella. Just, and he, we've only seen him for four games. It's absolutely hilarious how, how good he's adapted and stuff, and the goals yeah. and and whatever. Um, but I think like now we've seen the, those for a, for a while. We've seen a little bit of Endo, and he, he likes to get stuck in and stuff. And I think Graven Birch, I'm, I'm so excited to see because, like we've said, like thirty four mil um, for a player like that who can come in and. I guess being like what people are saying, like a multifunctional midfielder, not a dedicated six, someone who can come in and play as a six, but he can play as an eight and he can get forward and he can be on the ball. And from what we've seen, and he, he, when he played around field and he was, he just looked, just looked elegant, just looked like a proper, proper player that could, I guess, mouldable. I think that's the key thing. And you can be moulded into something that Liverpool can really, Really use. I'm really excited to see. I mean, judge, judging off what Zabos Lyon McAllister's impact, I'm so excited to see. Like Graven Birch, obviously didn't go to, um, didn't go to the under 21 games, which has caused a bit of Ferrari online with um, um, manager and whatever and rise. I guess kind of saying, I'm not very happy with him. And I, I get, I get their point of view, but I feel like from from our point of view, it's it's, it's great because he's had, he's going to have. Just just on the two weeks to I guess see adapt and, and and fit in a little bit and then ready for hopefully being on the bench against Wolves and and we can get to see get to see the kid play but yeah it's it's just very exciting I mean like you said before like a, a defender would have been iced on the cake really in terms of giving us a bit more cover there I think Robbo as again last game like we said he's been he was very good and I think that needs to be highlighted and I think we've got Quan sitting there who can come in and do a job and I know that's not the sexy thing to say but he can do a job in there we've Gomez stepped up last game massively Matip the same so there's there's players in there we're just used to seeing them all the time because they've been there for ages so they're not it's not as sexy as bringing in a new player and I, I, we can all agree with that and we all wanted another player but I feel like we've got I mean we've got enough players there hopefully on that and, and, and move forward and make this a very good season. I mean, the way we started it, it gives you hope that it's going to be a very good season, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know, when Endo was signed also from like nowhere, really no one knew about him except for people who followed Bundesliga and, you know, maybe, you know, from uh, Asia and all that. But, uh, you know, when he was signed, I was like, okay, because all the fuss about uh, Caicedo, you know, when the bids and, you know, him going to Chelsea, Lavia going to Chelsea and blah, blah, blah. Look at how that worked out for them. The one is sitting in a stand and the other one's just falling around, causing penalties. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, then you sign Endo, uh, you know, someone who's in an age where we usually not, you know, buy players there. But I, I couldn't, I wouldn't say I was, you know, um, I thought that was enough where I was, you know, convinced this was that that was it and it was great but i also thought when we bought him that at, at least we bought ourselves time until january i thought at that time because we might look at someone to buy at that point and you know it's rumors about uh, andre is it or whatever you andre or whatever his andre, name is yeah, yeah. yeah and you know it might be that he's actually might come in could be for a replacement for Thiago, who we know is injury prone and might, you know, obviously leave in next summer, just to make sure we already have that replacement uh, in the team 
by then and we got by 30 and all that. So I thought, well, we bought ourselves some time. So we have a player that is not the star player, but someone who just wants to come in and, you know, put a shift in and do heavy work and 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 not maybe be the brightest one on the pitch, but just make sure that we win football games by breaking our play and just be that player that will be appreciated because of that kind of mentality and that kind of work. So I was okay. I thought there and then, like, okay, then let's go with it and see what happens. But then, obviously, you know, to manage to get uh, Gravenberg over the line uh, on the last day of the transfer window um, and also, you know, see that, you know, with his age, 21 years old, yes, he went to Bayern Munich uh, early from Ajax where he had a, you know, great uh, couple of seasons from, you know, coming on to the scene at, the age of 16 already, I think, playing in Champions League, league games, winning things with Ajax. You know, sometimes it doesn't turn out the way you want when you leave, uh, you know, as, at an early age, going to Bayern Munich. Sometimes the environment is right. It might be not the, ma- the manager doesn't trust you. It's just wrong. And obviously now he got a new opportunity, a new chance on the Klopp, and Klopp has wanted him for a long time. I think, you know, he can, like you said, mould him into a player that can play in different positions and with his height, he's uh, comfortable with the ball, he's good pass, he can shoot. I think, you know, we got something on our hands here for a long, long time to come. It doesn't mean that something have to click straight away. We have to give, you know, all players, you know, time and have patience with them. Obviously, McAllister's oversight seems like they click straight away. I hope that Gravenberg can do the same, but we are covered enough now with the other players that we already have. Uh, to help him to just adjust and all that kind of stuff. And I, I like that he stayed at, in Liverpool to, you know, just focus on himself and to be able to be as prepared as he can when when the Premier League starts again. Because I understand that his situation in Bayern Munich, we're not playing. He feels like, I need to prove myself here. I want to make sure that I put in the right work. I want to show the manager that I'm committed, that I'm happy that he took me here. I'm going to, you know, show straight away that uh, that he can trust me and all that kind of stuff. So, I'm just very pleased with all those midfielders. And even, like I said, with Endo, because there's someone, there's a player that people won't think of in comparison with the other three, but he might be as important as anyone else because he might just come in and be that fucking idiot, you know, idiot in terms of for the op- op- opponent players that just will be there to ruin it for you, to break up the play and just be someone that is annoying because he seems to be a player who can work really hard. So, you know, we, we will judge him in time to come. But uh, in terms of a midfield, swap if you like i'm very pleased in the end yeah i'm just thinking i think we've probably messed up the ratings here a little bit because we've probably we've probably we can't give now a different i'm just the more i think about it we've probably got it's the same rating we're going to give for because we're basing it off the incomings aren't we so i would i'm going to give i'm going to give it an eight basically the whole window as a whole let's say it's an eight but that's what i said before i said as an it's, all it's, over it's, it's an eight it's, yeah. an, it's, it's an eight isn't it i think if you got a defender you go and I mean I guess you've got to go ten, haven't you? I guess you've got. Yeah. I mean, but, what? Yeah. What? What? What's ten out of ten? It's better, like, yeah, yeah, but you know, so, sorry to interrupt, but you know, I, I understand we need a centre back, and I think we still need one. We see what happens in in January. You never know because we see, you know, we bought players before that's been, you know, really, really good for us in January, and 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 so on. But I also think when you look back on the players that we bought in. In the you know in the transfer windows before we you got Gakpo you know in the winter uh, last season we had you know Darwin Nunez in the summer and Diaz and all them if you look at at, at the whole business that Liverpool have done in a close period of time and in the near future you know just looking back two seasons and what we got now in terms of also you know rebuilding the whole midfield I think the players that we actually bought in are 
amazing players. Like everyone wants Darwin Nunes to do well. He seems to be starting off now, you know, with the goals against Newcastle and his impact against Aston Villa. Even if he didn't score, he was a threat all the time. We will hopefully see him just keep on developing, keep on being a player that scores goals for us because I think he's, you know, so defenders don't want to play against him. He's really hard to play against because he's just strong, he's, he's uh, tall, he's quick, you know, he's good on the ball as well. Sometimes, you know, his touch needs to be a little bit better, but you just look at his adjustment of his body when he's scoring against Newcastle, it's perfect. Then you've got, you know, Luz Diaz, who seems to, you know, play all the time now. He's also had a great start. Someone that is hard to play against. Gakpo is an alternative to play up front or in the midfield, depending on the opponents and where we're playing all that. So if you look at it as an, you know, in a long period of time, not many clubs actually point out players and buy them and they turn out to be really, really good in the same way as Liverpool do. So all the moaning and, you know, we should buy him or or that player or this kind of type on online, obviously, sometimes it's just so much bullshit because if you actually look at it, it's brilliant players that we got, you know, in the last couple of transfer windows that we now see uh, is the new Liverpool, if you like. Yeah, I think Liverpool have always done good business. I think we've been... I guess the season where we had no defenders and like we had yeah, the whole Ben Davis and Kabak stuff and people have got been I guess mo- emotionally scarred from that because they're like a Liverpool move on gonna like scrim I don't think are they gonna scrim forever and I think it's like Fucking I hell. guess we, we've got to be on. we've got to be careful haven't we we've got to be careful but we, when we're careful we se- we select the best player possible I think that's the main thing you just gotta it it might be a bit annoying when you like everyone sand everyone and everyone around just buying players in the Liverpool take a bit longer but we get the players over the line more often than not and that, that's the good thing and they're always good players um so yeah i think i think at eight i think at eight is fair um i mean if if Zabozlai scores another belter against wolves <laughs> next week then it's going straight to an 8.5 you know what i mean so <laughs> but that's the thing as well you know in terms of what the new guys would give us in you know if you compare with fabinho and henderson left you know leaving there's so much creativity, um, physicality, pace, uh, comfortable on the ball, you know, passing skills that we get now. No disrespect to Henderson. I said it before, for everything he's done for the club uh, when he was captain and played for us. But in terms of football ability, I think, you know, Soberstein McAllister is such a refreshing, uh, you know, new kind of type of player that can do different things. Like you said, I think I... I, I replied on a tweet before when there was someone writing about Sobers like I said I think he can turn out to be our Kevin De Bruyne if you like I don't compare in numbers or statistics you know because Kevin De Bruyne is one of the best midfielders we've ever seen in the Premier League but I think in terms of what he will bring in passing skills and passing range and goals obviously we see already seen it once now he got all them things as a 22 year old to actually be our Kevin De Bruyne because he got the same kind of assets but I think he's better on covering ground I think he's better in a defensive play than Kevin De Bruyne so hopefully he can just keep on developing his skills and he will become a very complete midfielder as well even you know he's he might be a little bit more elegant as well hopefully yeah I mean it's it is exciting to see how Good, he can be, and I think that's the perfect place to end because I'll be doing a chat with uh, former Liverpool goalkeeper Adam Bogdan on Monday, and we will be. I mean, we'll talk a bit about Adam as well, of course, but I think the main topic will be Zabor's line. How? I mean, I might just ask him how how beautiful he is in real life, etc. I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask him how hard the shots are because that's one of the things. Like, 
and the penalties, the way he always goes the same side. So there's a couple of questions I've got that I'm sure Adam will have, hopefully have the answers to uh, for us. So look out for that on Monday, so that should go hopefully live Monday or Tuesday morning. So look, look forward to that. But yeah, we'll leave it there, the the rating show. We, sorry we messed up the ratings a little bit, but we, we, we've we got there in the end. We're still rated it. We've still rated it. We still still there. I hope you enjoyed it, but we got there in the end. <laughs> just like Liverpool, we got there in the end. We got there in the end, man. Um, but yeah, as always, we really appreciate the support. Um, yeah, like I always say, like we really, I really do enjoy seeing the feedback on like reviews, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we and we always read everything. So if you do want to interact with us, then you can at Copy Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or just with me and uh, Christian directly if if you want to on, on Twitter. All the details are should be in the description on whatever you listen to. So go and have a, go and have a look at them. But yeah, we will be back. Um, I guess on Monday with me with with, with Adam Bogdan, and then we'll try and fit in a few more shows ahead of. Um, Wolves, a couple of shows coming up with uh, hopefully Evan and Jamie. Um, I'm trying to think of like a new show, like Across the Ponds, but not that. Like, get some Americans on board. I don't want to just call it Across the Pond because that's boring. But we'll we'll have you'll be hearing more from Jamie and Evan. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, and hopefully some more ref regard shows as well in in the, in the future. With I mean, if Liverpool don't have bad decisions I guess I don't, I don't want to do a show about just Man United and whatever but if there's more I guess if there's more controversy in, in the Liverpool game then we'll have to discuss it and that'll be coming up as well um, but yeah as always thanks for listening thanks again to Christian for jumping on as always and we'll see you all very soon next one I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Cop Eye Podcast Network.